Hey friends, this is Rob and welcome to the first daily gift of 2022. <laughs> How's that for a very good theme song? Is that good? I'm sitting at my dining room table right now and Sarah's running around. I think you were working on um, doing what you got something that you can grow mushrooms with. Are you still working on that or what are you working on right no, now? I'm soaking it for the next six to 10 hours. Okay, Sarah now is... I'm doing the Lord's work, cleaning the closet out. Sarah, if you hear anything behind me right now, it's Sarah doing the Lord's work, cleaning the closet out. It's, it's January 2nd. You're supposed to be relaxing today with your day off. Throwing shit away is relaxing. <laughs> Throwing shit away is relaxing. Hey, uh, Sarah and I were in Chicago this last week, and I was poured a Belgian beer by a bartender and the way they poured it made me think of all the mistakes I've ever made in my creative journey and how I want to change the way I approach every creative project in this next year. <laughs> Do you think I overthink things? <laughs> I can't even I can't even I can't even enjoy a damn Belgian beer without thinking about this kind of stuff. But here's the deal. Okay, so we're we uh, we were walking back to the train station from our hotel, Union Metro Station, to catch the what was ended up being like one of the last Amtrak. Union Metro Station. Well, what do you, Union Station. Oh, Union Station. I think when it popped up, they on Google Maps, it's Union Metro or something. Okay, my apologies. <laughs> Union Station in Chicago, uh, and we were catching what we later found out was the last Amtrak out of Chicago for a couple days because of all the COVID stuff happening. But on our way there. We went to grab a beer. So Sarah, in her Sarah ways, uh, found in in your what? In her infinite wisdom, man, this would be so much easier if you just sat down and grabbed a microphone. Yeah. Okay. In um, Sarah's infinite wisdom, an infinite travel wisdom, she found this this what I have come to believe is the smallest Belgian bar in America, kind of like. Uh, a food court of sort or a food hall with a bunch of different vendors called the French Market in uh, Chicago. And this little Belgian stand, I guess it was less like a Belgian bar and more like a Belgian counter. And they were serving like Belgian fries that were done proper and they had Belgian beer on tap. So I got a St. Bernardus, sat down and the gal behind the bar uh, poured my St. Bernard's beer in the proper St. Bernardus glass. It's one of my favorite Belgian beers out there. She pours the beer and she fills it all the way to the brim, like forcing you to do what I call a coffee walk. Like how many times have I been in a coffee shop and you know, they fill your cappuccino. So it's just like almost, just almost spilling over and it's just sitting on the counter. So now you're responsible to like pick up this cappuccino and do like the most delicate ballet dance on your way back. And eventually if you're me spell, spilling it everywhere, all over your tiny saucer and then you're drinking your coffee and it's spilling everywhere because it's dripping down and you set it back in the saucer pool that you've created by walking back to your table. <sighs> I have a problem with the coffee walk. Uh, but I, this, I digress. Uh, this Belgian beer was filled to the very top. They gave me as much of it as possible. Uh, but unfortunately, that it was poured improperly. Like it shouldn't be poured all the way to the, to the top. In a Belgian beer poured in the proper glass, it should have a certain amount of head on the very top for it to be poured properly. And because I, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be a snob and be like, oh, you know, it's supposed to be poured a certain way. And especially because they're giving me more than they're supposed to be giving me. I didn't say anything. 
It's like, hell yeah, I've got essentially one and a half beers here. But as I was thinking about it, it made me think of another time that I was getting a beer at a Belgian spot in Milwaukee. And a similar thing happened to me, except it was the opposite in that they poured the beer wrong, technically wrong, and without the proper amount of head. They filled the glass like maybe half full, and the other half was just foam. Way too much head on this beer. A bunch of us guys in the band were sitting at a booth. Called the server back over, and I was like, I'm, I'm so sorry, uh, I, but this, it just is not filled how much it should be. There's just way too much head. And then she went in into this massive lengthy thing about how I don't know how Belgian beer is supposed to be poured the proper way. Is Here's, here's the deal. Listen, this is why this is why I say all this. Uh, pouring a Belgian beer, like knowing the exact ratio of beer to head on a Belgian beer actually isn't rocket science. It's not a guessing game. Uh, it's not, uh, oh, maybe you're right, maybe you're wrong. No, there's a specific exact ratio of what that should look like. And the secret is on the glass. Just about every Belgian beer has a proper serving glass that comes with it, with the name of the beer, right? So right in front of me, I'm holding a St. Bernardus glass. And it's big, it's bulbous, it has a specific shape for the specific style of beer that it is. When Sarah and I visited Belgium for the first time, one of the things I noticed is no matter what bar you go into, even if it's a dive bar that's serving Belgium beer while you're in Belgium, they have glasses for every single beer. It's a massive inventory uh, of glassware that they must have because every single beer that they have has a beer glass from the brewery that says this is the exact shape of the glass that should be poured into. But it doesn't really end there. There's also uh, like a secret marking on the side of it. So on the side of this, and by the way, if you want to see this, um, just uh, if you're listening to this on your phone, look at the image for uh, this episode. I'm gonna put a picture there of a Belgian beer poured properly and the marking on the side of it that I'm talking about. But right here, this Belgian beer glass has a line on it and it says 25 CL. I think that stands for centiliters, like a fourth of a liter then? Okay, math is hard. Now, what most people understand is that this line shows the exact amount of 25 centiliters of beer, like you're paying for it, then the beer should go up to that point. But what a lot of people don't understand when it comes to Belgian beers, a properly poured Belgian beer, like the one in the photo you're looking at right now, should be beer all the way up to the line, and then from the line to the top of the glass, that all should be foam. And the reason for that is a head on beer is the experience of it. That's like 50% of your experience drinking beer, like the smelling of it. It suspends aroma. Uh, that are constantly like popping and bubbling. So when you bring it to your nose, it's ex literally a beer. It should be exploding in your face. I know this is all super nerdy, but the reason this made me think of creative projects for this next year is because when I was uh, looking at my glass, I'm sitting there while we're in Chicago and I'm looking at the glass, I'm sipping it. This thought popped into my mind, this uh, memory of an interview I listened to uh, earlier this year with Morgan Neville, who is a documentary film uh, maker. And I believe the interview was uh, talking about him making the documentary that we went and saw for uh, Anthony Bourdain. Oh yeah. 
that Roadrunner documentary about his life. Uh, they were asking uh, Morgan Neville about his creative process, how he approaches the start of creating a documentary. And his response was really interesting to me. He said, I always take hints on what a movie wants to be while I'm making it. It's like I feel like the directions are in the box. I feel like that's super interesting to me because so oftentimes when it comes to the creative process and the things we're making, we approach it. Like, what do I want this to be? And I think that's important. I think that's important. I think it's important to have a damn opinion, as James Victoria says. Uh, but uh, oftentimes, like, what would happen if we approached the a creative project, whether that was a documentary uh, we were making or whether it is, like me, a song that I'm recording based on? What if the first thing... Uh, that went through my mind when I sat down and listened to a song for the first time that I was about to record on. What if it was instead of what do I want this baseline to sound like? What does this song want to be? What is it calling for? And from there, what does it need that I'm offering right now? Okay, like where, like how much space does it need? What is it lacking energy? Does it need more? Does it need less? Uh, does it meet, need more intricacy? Does it need just some low end? What does this want to be? And it made me think of that because kind of like this Belgian beer glass I have in my hand, it's how does this beer want to be poured? Well, the answer is literally on the glass. You know, I heard J the actor Jason Isaacs in an interview uh, a while back talking about his creative approach to learning lines. If you don't know who he is, uh, he's probably best known to you as the bad guy in The Patriot with Mel Gibson, the dad, the Malfoy, the blonde Malfoy dad in the Harry Potter movies. I think it's Lucius Malfoy. Uh, but he was talking about how he actually doesn't learn lines. He reads the script and he learns and knows where it's going to go, but he says there's a, sub, a small subconscious part of him that wants to see where it goes and what happens once he shows up on the day of. Uh, but I, I just wanted to, I just, this thought popped in my mind, this thought of the, I, the, the realizations, that the beers that I sit down and want to pour for myself uh, this year, the creative projects that I'm going to be diving into Yes, I want to be prepared. Yes, I want to. Uh, I want to have a damn opinion. I want to have a preference. I want to uh, curate my own personal taste, uh, and uh, for the things I want to create. But at the same time, I want to leave space. And maybe it's not even leaving space. Maybe this is what it is. Maybe it's just for every project and everything I approach and find myself uh, interacting with this year, realizing that this wants to be something. This song wants to be something. This uh, book project I'm working on, this book wants to be something. This beer wants to be poured a certain way. These things that we are creating, these things that we have preferences towards, have maybe they have preferences themselves. Uh, yeah. So that's where I'm at. The start of 2022, I want to stay in a place uh, of ex uh, yeah, just listening to projects, listening to the songs that I'm creating, listening to things I'm working on, listening uh, to what they want to become. Because maybe part of the creative process is to simply experience the process, to bear witness to the process as it unfolds in front of you and through you. So that's what I'm thinking about at the top of this year. All right, I'll talk to you tomorrow. And as always, stay curious and don't forget to return your library books from 2021.